Hello everyone and welcome to the Flight Sim Podcast with me, your host Ben. On this episode 2 we have the weekly Flight Sim news, uh, the FSC guides and my plane review of the week. Sit back and enjoy the podcast. Our second article from a game FS Elite um, is about the Leonardo Madod X for P3D. And this has been the much-anticipated release by uh, Leonardo. And uh, the article says uh, the new prepared version 5 natively supports Active Sky uh, with dual-beam radar features. It also includes a beta version of True Glass. Uh, it still needs a bit of ironing out and will be replaced with full versions as soon as possible. This uh, it should also be noted that on their form, the developers have announced that previously created libraries aren't compatible with version 5. And this is due to the further refining of 3D modules and all the incorporated bug fixes which were rolled back uh, in the version 4 up a few days ago. Uh, developers further added that the users should have a gra- uh, graphics card of at least 8 giga- uh, gigs of VRAM and Windows 10 uh, for the Mad Dog to work properly. Now, if you have already owned the Mad Dog, um, you, there is a small upgrade fee. And if you own the 64-bit version, it is €15 Euros and the 32-bit is €38. Um, and if you own the MD83 or 88 version, uh, the expansion pack is free. And uh, if you if you use FS9 or FSX, uh, then you must pay the full free uh, full fee, which is 95 euros. And there is a small trailer as well, which again I will link in the description below. Now on a bit of sad news, unfortunately, the uh, UK 2000 scenery uh, will cease uh, upon the re- new release of the much-anticipated uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, and unfortunately, UK 2000 scenery uh, announced uh, that they will cease further FSX development once uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator has been released. In a surprising announcement, uh, the team at UK 2000 uh, attributed the fact that there would be uh, too many similar platforms to ensure compa- uh, compa- compatibility on in the future and now uh, it's the time to slow production on this particular sim. The announcement means that the lo- uh, likely that the Glasgow 2020 uh, product uh, will be ceased. Now this is of course some sad news but it's welcomed by others who want to see the uh, UK 2000 embrace uh, newer uh, engines and improve the overall flight sim experience. Uh, UK 2000 have said that all products will still can be continued to be compatible with FSX. They are updated from uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator or have been remade. And there is a link to UK 2000's answer, uh, to their form post. Unfortunately, I mean, this is there's some quite unfortunate news. Uh, UK 2000 was, was and still is one of the biggest um, uh, designers and makers of uh, any UK scenery, and it's, it's one of the highest quality as well. So it's uh, 
it's really unfortunate to see them having to kind of shift and move on. And the next article, and it's actually quite a good one for anyone who owns uh, the Super Cup version 5 from Flight Replicas. And uh, it's announced recently that they have uh, made it available completely free for download. And it's an update on the original Super Cup Extreme 2, uh, which has been brought in line with prepared 3D version 5 standards. It involves newly developed wings, tyres and certain upgraded cockpit parts. Furthermore, there is now a new external model with instruments. This means you could start the aircraft before getting into the cockpit and then jump out in, into the usual virtual cockpit and then fly as normally. Uh, the update also uh, contains 4K textures and improved aerodynamics. Uh, you can either hand start the prop as well. Uh, so overall, I think this is kind of flight replica's way of getting ahead of some of the bigger manufacturers like Carinado and Alivo, who already have uh, cub models, uh, which aren't yet compatible at time of writing uh, for P3D version 5. And our final article uh, is the that Aero Designs has announced uh, their Portland International Jetport um, to be released on X-Plane 11. Uh, so the scenery developer Aero Designs has announced that the development of the KPWM Portland International for X-Plane 11, uh, located just north of Boston, uh, will is set to be in the making. Um, and this aircraft is used to, uh, to offer daily connections to cities such as Washington, New York and Chicago. Cargo routes are also flown by FedEx frequently out of the airport. And the scenery is uh, being designed at the latest available photos. You can follow it, follow it on the X-Plane forms and also has a small list including what it will uh, contain. Uh, one of the probably most interesting parts is it's actually got full night lights uh, which will run at uh, high resolution or HD or faux photography uh, which is very rare to see in X-Plane models. Recently enough, I was lucky enough to fly Carinado's uh, Falcon FA50, and I flew it from Wellington to Auckland. Now, some Carinado aircraft are, don't have the most recent airbag in the FMC or flight management computer. So when I started up and got my clearance using that thing, I uh, ran, ran into a little bit of a problem when uh, that same controller told me that uh, they only had AIRAC uh, 2004 active. So after departing on the old Rug D5 transition, I climbed up to flight level 350 for my cruise over to Wellington. While I was on the way, I was able to really uh, have a look around the aircraft and I was very, very surprised with the details that uh, Carinado has put into these aircraft especially with the uh, clicky buttons. The, the Carinado fleet sometimes aren't 
was pleasantly surprised when I found that all the buttons were able to be used for various things, including the Ryanair turbine. And while I was easily able to reach flight level 350 with the, two, uh, with the three engines on the Falcon FA-50, and then we continued to cruise via New Plymouth uh, up to Auckland. On my descent, I was pleasantly surprised uh, to be able to get a descent rate of uh, just over 2,000 feet a minute while going at about 300 knots. And then on finals, I was able to slow right down to 90 knots, which was a real surprise, uh, as most business jets are uh, very fast on their final approach speed compared to other Carinado business jet products. After that, I was able to land, taxi in, and use the aircraft on board a, uh, APU or auxiliary power unit to then jet me over to Brisbane, which I will talk about in the ne next podcast. Now, fairly obviously, this is the part where I talk about uh, trying to start your company in flights and economy and growing the company, adding more aircraft, adding in more FBO networks as well. But I briefly had a chat with uh, one of the pilots of Serenity Aviation while I was controlling at Queenstown on VATSIM. Now, for you, for those of you who are listening and don't know what VATSIM actually is, it's, um, it's VATSIM stands for Virtual Air Traffic Simulation, and it's, it's basically like a, a, a VAO or Pilot Edge, uh, but much more worldwide worldwide focus and it's a lot of what uh, people use uh, when flying with uh, actual ATC now I've, I've had brief chats with people in terms of what they think uh, is good about flying with ATC now one of the things obviously is the direction uh, so say you fly into um, VMC I believe the Americans call it IMC, but uh, so vid, uh, visual meteorological conditions. If you're flying with something like that, and a little 172, yes, minus the icing, and that you lose navigation if you don't have the current GPS on your aircraft in FSC. Now, one of the things that are useful, you can, con you can call up a controller who will give you vectors and whatnot to safely guide you to your airport. Now, what... One of the things that also, I suppose, are often seen as bothering controllers is when you are flying on that sim, um, we're using for, for this primary example, is that you're bothering the controller by flying to smaller, uh, less flying through strips. Now, I can say whenever I'm controlling anywhere in the country, I, I kind of enjoy giving clearances for aircraft to fly to these safe strips and I know some people in FSC will do multiple flights and I will add certainly in New Zealand is controllers are more than happy for you to do these flights either VFR or IFR now I suppose it is one of the big questions is it accepting somewhere like the US and I mean I'm sure it is I've flown multiple times uh, throughout the US in a little 172RG, which uh, has presented no problems to the controllers. They're more than happy and more than trained to deal with VFR traffic over a large area. Now, they may not, they may give, send you to Unicom at some time, but it's always the chance that they will give you ATC. Now, 
kind of moves on nicely to the next segment. Some people think the ATC will delay you. I can say certainly in New Zealand, general aviation is prioritised in that sim over any other international traffic or jets. And I'll, I'll put my hand up and say that first. And what that boils down to is the wake turbulence of these aircraft departing ahead of you. So, if, if say, I've got a 787 taxiing, I will always send a small 172 or Piper Cub out in front of that aircraft. Now, what that does is makes the pilot not have to wait for five to six minutes for wake turbulence to dissipate. By this time, it's on a busy night, you could have another aircraft landing as well. So it uh, gives you a little bit of interest to think about. I would highly suggest joining uh, VATSIM or IVAO. It, it certainly enhances the flight sim economy experience and certainly makes it as fun as it gets. Recently enough, I was lucky enough to fly Karen Adams uh, Falcon FA50 and I flew it from Wellington to Auckland. Now, some Cabernado aircraft aren't, don't have the most recent airbag in the FMC or flight management computer. So when I started up and got my clearance using VATSIM, I uh, ran, ran into a little bit of a problem when uh, the VATSIM controller told me that uh, they only had AIRAC uh, 2004 active. So after departing on the old rugby five transition, I climbed up to flight level three five zero for my cruise over to Wellington. While I was on the way, I was able to really uh, have a look around the aircraft, and I was very, very surprised with the details that uh, Carinado has put into these aircraft, especially with the uh, clicky buttons. The these, the Carinado fleet sometimes aren't the best, um, but I was pleasantly surprised when I found that all the buttons were able to be used for various things, including the Ryanair turbine. And while I was easily able to reach flight level 350 with the, two, uh, with the three engines on the Falcon FA50, and then we continued to cruise via New Plymouth uh, up to Auckland. On my descent, I was pleasantly surprised uh, to be able to get a descent rate of uh, just over 2,000 feet a minute while going uh, about 300 knots and then on finals I was able to slow right down to 90 knots which was a real surprise uh, as most business jets are uh, very fast on their final approach speed compared to other Carinado business jet products. After that I was able to land taxiing and use the aircraft onboard a, uh, APU or auxiliary, auxiliary power unit to then jet me over to Brisbane, which I will talk about in the ne next podcast.